Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished professional from Sydney, Australia, Mr. Phil Preston. Phil, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. It's wonderful to be here with you. Thank you. Uh, Phil is a purpose trends expert. He's also a business purpose author. Phil was invited by the Harvard Business School's professor, Michael Porter and Mark Kramer, to Boston to explore profitable business strategies that also address societal changes. And he's an author. And all of you know, I'm always very partial to authors. He's an author of a book titled Connecting with Purpose, and we'll talk about his book. And it's Not there. there. <laughs> uh, so Phil, before we talk about purpose trends, tell me a little bit about your own journey in brief. Mm, just very briefly, I, from university, I went into corporate roles and the majority of the 19 years I spent in the corporate world was in the investment management mm -hmm. industry. I ended up heading up a team responsible for a lot of exposures globally, and that was great, um, but I'd worked 19 years straight and then I thought it's time for a bit of a change. Mm -hmm. um, but when I went freelancing and consulting, I was really passionate about this connection between business and society mm -hmm. and a lot of people positioning it as business or society, but I felt it should be and. Wow. And so I really based my career on that. And today I'm a speaker, facilitator and advisor and podcaster on, on this theme. Amazing, amazing. So let me start by asking you first about purpose trends. How would you define purpose trends and why are they important in today's world? I think if we go back three years, five years, uh, even 10 years, we'd find that not many people took purpose in business very seriously. Mm -hmm. They thought it was just some nice statement. And indeed, I am a little bit concerned because even today, quite a few CEOs um, in one survey, more than half of the CEOs said that they use purpose as a talent branding tool rather than really taking it seriously. Um, sorry, Ashtosh, my phone rang. I just turned it off. Um, but what we're seeing now, I think, with the what's going on in the world, with whether it's climate change, digital disruption, privacy, security, and all the big trends we're facing, um, there's been a reordering of success and what that looks like. So I think it's not so much about making money and giving a bit back. Mm -hmm. It's about delivering something that society really needs. And mm -hmm. then if you do that well, you'll do that profitably and you'll keep reinvesting and doing it better. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that the big trend is shifting from the periphery to the core of business. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And yeah. what would you say are some emerging purpose trends that you have observed recently? I think the main one is at the leadership level, certainly a lot of people are open to it and embracing it. And they're just a little bit unsure as to how they actually proceed. Um, there's some people who are just feeling out what it means. And there's a group of leaders who are probably a little bit closed off to the idea. Mm. But I think we're seeing it come through in consumer preferences. And there's a bit of a battle going on now between are the products, are the claims made on products actually true? And that will play out. But I think the trend in general is towards more transparency. So the consumers will be making more informed decisions. Um, the second, I guess, after consumers, the second trend is is generations. So younger generations are clearly more invested in purpose, but we, we are seeing older generations still um, with, with a fair amount of interest as well. Mm. And as we know, with employees, uh, people want to work for a company that is doing something worthwhile. And, mm. and when they sit down at their desk every day, ideally, they're doing, they know there's some connection between what they're doing um, mm. that's good for people on the planet. Mm. Well said. 
And what are some of the key drivers behind the increasing emphasis on purpose in business and society? I'd say the, the big one is, is probably the obvious one. But if you go back 100 years and you say, what was the population on this planet? Mm. It was around 2 billion people. Um, whereas today we've just gone over eight billion, so it's it's a pretty high level of growth in in a very small space of time. Right. And then when you start drilling down, you can say you can see that our energy consumption per capita is increasing, and materials consumption per capita is increasing, and the global footprint of what we do is increasing. So that's that trend is not sustainable, and therefore that is driving um, this increasing, I guess, understanding by. way in order to to actually make profits in the future so i think it's dangerous to go against that trend interesting and uh, phil how can purpose-driven initiatives positively impact employees engage employee engagement and motivation i think it's a great question about employee engagement because when we look back some of the great books written on this subject one was by jim collins who wrote uh, good to great and, and several other texts over 20 years ago now um, and he observed that Actually, getting your purpose right is really only 1% of the task. Right. The other 99% is aligning your people around that purpose. Right. And I think that is so true because a lot of organizations today are saying, well, we've, we've just set our purpose statement and everything will be fantastic. Mm -hmm. But that's magical thinking. I think you've then got to do the really hard work of, of um, cascading it down um, through your organization. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed is that the companies that do this well, the pride in company scores they get are really high. They're 80, 90% versus a global average of only 15. So it's well worth doing from an employee perspective. And based on the work that you've done, Phil, for my viewers and listeners, can you give me an example of an organization where uh, purpose has been clearly defined and has been communicated well enough? Yeah, so I think a really good um, multinational company in this space is Unilever, and that mm -hmm. might be well known to yep. many of your your viewers. Yep. And they really embarked on that journey in around 2010, 2011, when Paul Polman came in. So um, make sustainable living commonplace is their stated purpose, but they do live it and they actively live it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think if you ever want to look at a case study, um, certainly read any of the texts or articles um, that Paul Polman has contributed to, because I find them absolutely fascinating, give, given that they were quite ahead of their time. Mm. Very interesting. And mm. uh, what, uh, based on all the work that you're doing with so many companies, what are some misconceptions or misunderstandings about purpose-driven strategies? Yeah, there's. I'll, I'll give you three quick ones. So the, the first one is the one I just mentioned, that if you've got a purpose statement, then it's job done. No, that's just really the start of your journey. That's number one. The second misconception is a lot of people think of purpose as more of a purposeful product, i.e. Um, when you're attaching a charitable brand to a product. Now, that's really just a, a product play. It's not the same as putting sorry purpose into the core of your business, mm -hmm. like the Unilever example we just gave. Right. And thirdly, uh, there's a lot of confusion, I think, right now between the terms ESG and purpose. Mm. So. ESG is, again, as many of your um, viewers will know, is environmental, social, and governance factors. Yeah. And there's a list of those. If you want to do business responsibly, then you want to tick off all those yeah. risks that you're doing them well. So that's a bit like a, a risk or a compliance challenge, whereas purpose is really focused on that, that thing that you do really well and add value to society in. It may 
draw on one or two or three of those ESG factors, but it is more of a value creation exercise and mindset rather than a risk management one. Well said. And uh, what challenges, uh, in your opinion, do companies face when trying to integrate purpose into their business models? I'd like to highlight two um, key challenges. One is that it's shifting managers and leaders into a world where they have to understand non-financial indicators. Mm -hmm. So it's about social, environmental, and economic outcomes, as well as financial ones, and how the former drives the latter. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one big challenge. And and the second one is really based off that, once you've clarified your purpose and organization, and then you understand what those metrics look like, mm-hmm. you've got to drill it down through your your, your structure, through your KPIs and, and your goals, your communications, um, your strategy, and it really should um, be like an enhancement to every process that you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phil, given the all-pervasive uh, um technology that has come into all our lives, you know, whether it's artificial intelligence or whether it is any other form, what role is technology playing in driving purpose trends? Yeah, that's a good question. And one that makes me think pretty hard. I think the main benefit of technology is the transparency that it's giving or increased transparency around um, bad behaviors or whether companies are or are not delivering on their purpose. there are there are certainly reputational risks and a lot of stakeholder considerations that wow. companies have to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think it is quite a positive. It's a big enabler of change. And if we just think about the not-for-profit sector for a moment, I think the advent of AI and new forms of technology is going to mean they'll be able to do more with less. Mm-hmm. So I know there's some risks and some challenges with technology, but I'm hoping that the balance um, on on balance sort of be positive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, when it comes to transformation, most human beings, most of us like status quo or status quo ante. When you go into an organization, how do you convince people to be able to change and adapt to the new Mm. purpose their organization is seeking? I think what I've observed is that I don't tend to get hired by companies that don't understand this at all, or where the CEO does not understand it at all. Mm -hmm. I'm typically hired by companies where the CEO understands the power of purpose. Mm -hmm. And what their challenge is, is more to bring their people along with them. Mm -hmm. And the very first step in that process has to be with the board and the senior leadership team. Mm -hmm. And in particular, understand what the commercial linkages are to purpose in business. Um, and until you get, I guess, understanding and agreement around that, there's probably not a lot of point in moving forward. But I, I think that's the number one issue um, that, that we tackle when we start on these processes. Interesting. So one more question relating to purpose, and then I want to move to your book. What sure. role do consumers uh, play, consumers and customer feedback, play in sh- shaping purpose trends and holding companies accountable? Mm, I think investing some time into understanding um, the claims. And I think what's really interesting here too is that an actual company purpose, like Unilever's purpose that we mentioned before, making sustainable living commonplace, that's probably not going to impact a consumer at the point of sale. They'll be more driven by what's on the packaging and the specific products. Sorry, my computer picks up my phone and Mm -hmm. it shouldn't. Um, So it's driven by, I, I guess, very specific claims on the packaging. And what that means is that consumers will be encouraged to understand 
uh, some of those claims or not, but also to understand where it fits into the company's whole philosophy. And I think that's where maybe some more examination of what companies are doing at the bigger level and embedding purpose into the core of their business will really pay off. And I think the way employees and how much they're willing to promote their their company um, based on that positive experience will be um, a big factor in that as well. Hmm. And would you have an example of where consumers have actually been able to drive a company towards uh, clarity in their purpose? Um, I think we're seeing it, to be honest, in in most industries. In um, in Australia, for example, we have a lot of we have a, a total reinvention of the packaging system going on, and that's coming really from consumers pressuring brands and the big brands. Some we've already mentioned, and other big brands like Nestle, they're feeling the heat from consumers, and they know they need to make investments in in better recycling and better um, lowering use of plastics. So that's certainly coming into play. Um, consumers can can make a lot of difference. Well said. So I'm going to fill and move to your book now, uh, your, your book, Connecting Profit with Purpose. I'm going to ask all our viewers and listeners to go and check out Phil Preston's book, Connecting Profit with Purpose. I'll go and check it myself. Uh, tell me a little bit about your book and your hypothesis when you wrote it. Now, I've got to say that it was launched in 2020, and it almost feels like a lot has gone under, a lot of water has gone under the bridge since then, because it was published then, and I was writing it really in 2019. Mm. And what the transformation has been, this has been really positive. Mm. So my book picks up um, very specific strategies that companies are using to create win-wins, i.e. they might see that a part of um, society or that there's a market for people who can't access ordinary insurance products mm-hmm. so a company has responded by creating a product that fits that fits mm-hmm. that market and they're not doing it for charitable reasons or just mm-hmm. for for good pr they're doing it because they see this as a new market opportunity mm-hmm. so my book has a catalog of strategies across industries across countries and across different types of businesses mm-hmm. and um what's really evolved since then and there'll have to be another book Ashtosh, <laughs> because yes. purpose has become a very mainstream um and core concept since then and it wasn't so much the case when i wrote it in 2019 mm-hmm. um, but if you're interested in innovation and how purpose drives innovation you will mm-hmm. certainly love what's in the book amazing and uh, you know what would you say are some practical strategies uh, or examples of companies to integrate purpose into their operations and decision making processes I think if we um, take financial services, I just alluded to, say, an insurer creating a new product. Well, um, in in insurance and banking, we do see opportunities to address underserved markets. And in, in India, I know you would have seen similar products there. But there's also, a, so that's a growth opportunity. We also see productivity um, opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. And that could be, for example, um, there's an example in the book of a com- of a bank that's proactively reaching out to, com- uh, to com- customers when they see signs of financial hardship or financial distress. Mm. So they try and intervene early. And now they know there's a cost of of resourcing that intervention and that help. But what they find is it pays off many times over. Mm. There's an ROI there. So there's top-line growth, there's productivity strategies, and there's also um, strategies that work at an industry or at an economic level when Mm. companies collaborate um, with other players or um, other sectors um, as well. Mm. And what do you envision as the future of business and the evolution of profit, uh, the profit-purpose relationship? Are there any emerging trends or shifts that you believe will shape this landscape? There's one big trend I believe not many people are preparing for or very um, aware of, and that is that 
stakeholders, um, including investors and employees and certain customers, will want to know if a company is actually delivering its purpose. Mm -hmm. So they'll be increasingly asking for metrics and measurement systems that take them there. Now, I think in the next year or two or three, there's not going to be so much pressure on that front. But after that, I think for if you're looking out five and 10 years, I think there'll be a lot of new skills and a lot of new processes needed to deal with that demand. Right, right. well said. So Phil, I have time for two more questions. Um, my next question comes back to what I, what I mentioned in the introduction that you were invited to Harvard Business School, but professors Michael Porter and Mark Kramer, both so well-known, not just in some part, but all, all over India, people know both, both these people. Tell me a little bit about this invitation and uh, what were some of your uh, outcomes? Well, I felt very humbled to be invited. Uh, there was 30 practitioners and experts from across the world who went to Boston. Um, this was about 10 years ago. And it was really because the, the idea of purpose-based strategies was quite new. And uh, I'd been blogging about it and not many people were blogging about it back in those days. So um, I was noticed from that perspective, which was great. But what I also um, found out was that it was a very new area. But the fact, um, now, I think a key point here is that they weren't necessarily the first people to talk about this concept at all. But I'd say Porter and, and Mark Kramer had this reputation in the business community that really pulled a lot of the business community in. And if we look at um, you know, what's being taught in Harvard today and universities all around the world, you'll see this coming into the agenda more and more. And I think um, to be part of that journey and on the journey for people to be saying, we think we know how this works, but we're still finding out, um, it's been quite exciting. Interesting. And my last question to Phil, and this is for the thousands of people who will view and listen to our conversation, based on your own amazing journey, you know, 17, 18, 19 years in the uh, fintech sector and then, you know, as a purpose guru, what would you say are three lessons you would want a lot of our viewers and listeners to take away? Okay, I'll, I'll give three, uh, hopefully quite quickly. Um, number one, purpose is about what's happening in the core of, of your business or the businesses you're working with or buying products from. Yeah. And that purpose needs to reflect something that society genuinely needs. Yeah. Um, secondly, I think it's there's a need for people in organisations to gain clarity mm -hmm. um, about what the company's or organisation's purpose yeah. is with a bit of a commercial focus, yeah. but also understand what are the practical impl implications of that. Yeah. And thirdly, I think this is the really beautiful thing about purpose is that it's building not only resilience, but it's also fueling growth and sustainable mm -hmm. growth. So resilience in that if you're delivering what society needs, it's yeah. unlikely your business model will be severely disrupted in a hurry. Mm. But at the same time, you'll be aligning everyone in your organisation and fueling innovation and fueling very positive relationships with the stakeholders you work with. And I think that will be a very powerful driver of growth. So mm. I think purpose is very exciting um, and uh, I hope everyone gets on board. Absolutely. Well said. And on that note, Phil, and your three wonderful lessons, purpose is at the core of your business. Second, you said people need to gain parity about the organizational purpose. And third, you said purpose builds resilience and sustainable growth. Thank you so much for speaking to me about purpose. I learned many new things about purpose from you today. 
uh, I think I did know a little bit about it, but now I'm beginning to appreciate much more about how critical it is to define one's purpose in most organizations, big, small, medium size. Thank you also for speaking to me about your book, Connecting Profit with Purpose. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you. And, and I appreciate the opportunity to have this discussion. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.